Welcome to the Liberty Block. I'm Alu Axelman in this morning on Tuesday, January 3rd of 2023. I was not going to do a podcast, but something happened last night while I was watching Monday Night Football that made me want to do a podcast. Before we get into the Damar Hamlin crazy horrifying incident, this episode is sponsored by localsilvermint.com. Check out 33 North Stark Highway in Ware, New Hampshire. Local Silvermint, it's where I get all my silver and I highly recommend it. I will be sharing my screen now so you can see their beautiful website. They have a lot of fantastic silver products, fractional silver and gold and goldbacks now and a lot of other awesome projects. All right, so Damar Hamlin, let's go to one of the uh, Damar Hamlin pictures. Here was the picture obviously from last night, Monday Night Football in the first quarter. Pretty much um, I was at work and during uh, downtime at the base between patients. I was watching the game, and it was a, a pretty good game until T. Higgins, a big receiver who I always think of as a tight end, a pretty big receiver for the Bengals, collided with DeMar Hamlin, who's a pretty big safety as well of the Bills, and his chest, I could try to show some video here, his chest kind of hit DeMar Hamlin in the chest, so his shoulder hit his chest, and also I thought neck and head initially, but Looking at replays, it really hits mostly his shoulder, makes pretty hard contact with Hamlin's chest um, and and possibly his chin. Pretty much he went down and then he bounced right back up as he normally does as a, a great safety. And then as soon as he stood up, he fainted. And it seems like he had passed out because he went limp and the back of his head slammed the ground, which again, we see a lot of really bad injuries to the occipital lobe, the, the back of the head, which could be really, really bad. Um, so I thought that would cause a secondary head injury, but I thought he would be okay. You know, maybe a head injury, maybe a neck injury. And I thought they would resume play. A few minutes later, I heard Joe Buck and Troy Aikman say they were doing CPR. And I was like, what the, what? That's crazy. I've never heard, you know, CPR mentioned in a football broadcast. Um, and obviously a lot of the people, it seems like the announcers and some of the, the others didn't understand that CPR meant cardiac arrest, meaning someone's clinically dead. CPR is performed when, when a person no longer has a heartbeat and they're therefore not breathing. So there's no breathing. There's no heartbeat. There's no pulse. And the medics there, because they always have medics and a lot of doctors on the sideline. They have pretty good medical crews, I believe. Um, like a local ambulance service provides paramedics. They have amazing sports doctors and crews. Obviously, like some of the best medical personnel are at the games, I would assume. And they would only do CPR, obviously, as competent medics. They would only do CPR if they felt that the person had no pulse, they would either feel the carotid artery or the heart itself. If they feel there's no movement, they would start CPR. It seems like, I mean, we couldn't see, for better or for worse, we were blocked. There were so many players and others there around the Hamlin on the ground. We couldn't see uh, if they were doing CPR or when they started, but they mentioned it like five minutes into the incident. I hope that if he was in cardiac arrest, the heart not beating, I hope that the medics recognized that extremely quickly and started CPR right away. That's pretty much the most important thing. The downtime between the cardiac arrest and CPR. In this case, if it was commotio cordis, which it seems to be the case, um, he essentially had his heart stopped immediately when he was hit. There's been a lot of speculation on a lot of stuff. Um, obviously, we'll get into vaccines and corona fascism because there are people on Twitter who are even crazier than me, apparently, uh, and people in my my own group chats and my own family and friends who who are 100% blaming the vaccine. And I want to address that and a lot of other stuff really quickly. I was I am busy today. I was not going to do a podcast. 
I don't want to do this, but I really see a lot of effed up stuff that I have to talk about right now. So pretty much what commotio cordis is, then we learned about it in EMT school. It's one of those things you learn about because you have to. It's like one in a million. It's happened like a few dozen times ever in the history of humanity that that's documented. Um, it could have happened more, but we don't know. Only a few times that we know of. And um, pretty much the, the electrical cycle of the heart in simple terms is the the ventricles, so the big pumps of your heart, the bottom chambers, the right and left ventricle depolarize, meaning the uh, electrical conduction essentially creates, the, the ions create an electrical um, action potential and they depolarize, then they have to repolarize, meaning the ions have to go back in and out and make the membrane polar, so positive and negative, polar. And in that repolarization period, there can't really be another uh, stimulus that can cause another impulse. I'll try to make it as simple, but also as, as accurate and, and uh, making sense as possible. So what we all learn about in EMT school and more in paramedic school when we learn EKGs is after the complex, the QRS complex, the big spike, and I'll try to find it here. We could probably find it in one of these uh, pictures of the EKGs. So that's kind of the action potential, not the EKG. But if we just go to the EKG here, which we can see, if, sorry, let me just try to find just a picture of an EKG. So even imagine this is the EKG. It goes up and it goes down and then the T wave, we'll, we'll find a good T wave here. As the part of the electrical system is representing repolarizing, meaning kind of resetting for the next action potential, the next um, stimulus to fire a heartbeat, you know, the, the electrical stimulus through the nerves that innervate the heart, those electrical systems in the heart, as that is stimulated, the muscles contract. If you think of being shocked, your muscle might contract from a shock, either a heart hit or from electrical shock, you might, the muscles will contract. So as that happens, I'll just pull up an EKG here so I can explain it real big. So yeah, perfect. As that happens on the T wave, which represents repolarization. Oh, well, that's not a good EKG. The T wave represents repolarization. So that will be a pretty long QT, which we'll get to. Another stimulus, if it comes here, can't really enter. The T wave in general, the Q, from the end of the Q to the T, and I don't know if you guys can see this, but what I should do is um, draw on it, which I think I'm going to do. So I'm, I'm going to pause it right here and um, I'm just going to pause the video and pull up something that will allow me to demonstrate this really well. All right, I'm back here in good old Canva. And what we have here is just a, a pretty average, pretty normal EKG. And all you have to know is that this is the atrial depolarizing. This is the ventricles depolarizing. It's bigger because the ventricles are bigger. And then the T wave is repolarizing, meaning resetting. If at a certain part, which I believe is the absolute refractory period, because this is the relative refractory period where an impulse can get through, here on the kind of the upstroke, so over here, the upstroke of the T wave, there it's an, the absolute refractory period, I believe, although there seems to be some debate about that. If an impulse strikes at exactly here, there's some pretty precise exact point. 
apparently it's a few milliseconds or 20 to 40 milliseconds. So a pretty small amount of time. If an impulse strikes right around here, then what it can cause is the R on T phenomenon. This is the R wave. So this is the R wave and this is the T wave. The R on T phenomenon that everyone learns about in EMT and, medic and medical school and nursing school can cause the person to go into V-fib, which is uh, essentially cardiac arrest. V-ventricular fibrillation means that the person is not uh, alive, not perfusing, you'll feel no pulse, um, either a flat line or ventricular fibrillation, which is a very small amount of movement, which is um, essentially tantamount to nothing. It will not produce a pulse or a blood pressure, and it won't perfuse the brain or any uh, body tissues with blood. So the RRT phenomenon can cause immediate ventricular fibrillation or maybe VTAC or asystole. Um, and it's pretty immediate. Now, it seems to make sense. Um, other paramedics have discussed this with since last night. He said five seconds makes that sense because it was about five seconds um, since he was hit um, until he went down in, in seemingly in cardiac arrest. He was hit in the chest. He went down, popped up. And then as soon as he stood up, what probably happened is as you stand up, as you know, from probably standing up too quickly and you're getting faint is that brain, which, which needs to get blood flow. If you don't get blood flow, you feel lightheaded. The brain has to get the blood and obviously gravity is a thing. And if you stand up too quickly, the blood pressure was low because you were sitting or lying down. If you're lying down, your blood pressure is lower. So take your blood pressure lying down and then take it standing up. In general, lying down, it could be substantially lower with, with a lot of people because your body does not need a high blood pressure to get blood to the brain because it's there's no gravity it's fighting against. But as you stand up really quickly, which happens to me a lot, by the way, and I have a very strong vagal response. So I'll stand up really quickly um, or if I'm deadlifting really heavy, I get very lightheaded and I have to lie down and then my brain perfuses and I feel a little better. But if I stay standing up, I feel like I'm going to faint. I get very lightheaded. So so when he stood up, the brain felt that it had no blood and then, and then um, he was fainted. Um, if he would have been down, he might have been technically conscious for like maybe six or seven seconds. He stood up, so he was conscious for like five seconds. Hope that makes sense. So th that kind of makes sense with Camotio Cortis. Um, my, I think my only thing that I'm a bit confused about is it seems like, again, I couldn't see, it seems like CPR started after like five or 10 minutes he was down, but maybe it was started and the announcers couldn't see because they only mentioned it after a few commercial breaks, I believe, but I'd have to recheck the broadcast. So, um, but I'm pretty, pretty confident the medics there, they're, you know, probably pretty confident medics and the doctors obviously know about sports and um, commotion quarters that they all do know about it, even though it's rare. So they, if it was cardiac arrest right away, they, I'm pretty confident. Hopefully they start to see prayer right away. Um, what I've heard is that he's in the latest, the rumors I'm hearing is he's in the ICU. He's intubated. He's critical. Some say his vitals are stable. Some say he's critical. Yes. Both of those can technically be true, even though it sounds like a, a um, impossibility. It's like an oxymoron. Um, the, the vitals can be stable. So he can be in the ICU intubated, meaning a breathing tube is down his mouth into the uh, trachea by, by the lungs and breathe, helping him breathe. And the ventilator is totally breathing for him or just helping him. Um, and he's probably sedated so that he doesn't, you know, wake up and pull out the tube or something. Um, but his vitals, his heart rate and blood pressure and all that stuff can be stable. And some of the other stuff can be stable. But still, if you're intubated acutely um, after commotion cortis, you would, I would list you in critical condition. So he could be critical. He could have stable vitals. They could be true, but they're all rumors. I don't know. It's all whatever speculation. I don't know now. Um, now, where the controversy happens is a lot of people who are, you know, as crazy conspiracy theorists as I am, because I did write the book on Corona fascism, conspiracy theories. Um, 
a lot of people are, are speculating that this was caused by possibly the vaccine. So that's what the book looks like on Amazon. The plague that must not be questioned. Um, it was titled Corona Fascism and Amazon blocked it. Again, because you cannot speak about it. Must not be questioned. So I switched the title to this. Anyway, a lot of people said, well, we've seen tons of people, you know, hundreds or maybe a few thousand professional athletes, soccer, football, basketball, all collapsing. Some of them just fainted and some of them died. In fact, since the vaccine for rolled out in 2021, a year and a half ago or so, or two years ago, the hashtag died suddenly has been trending many, many times. And a lot of people say, see, this is just another example. Now me, even though I, I would agree that the vaccines are showing a lot of uh, cause for concern, a lack of efficacy, and more importantly, a, a high amount of risk seemingly, so much so that the, the risk is not worth the benefit. Um, and they do seem to be strongly associated with these um, collapses, the fainting, and the sudden cardiac death of, of a lot of athletes. And I have other theories about that. I mentioned in the book, actually, in the updated version right here, the version on Amazon, I, I mentioned a lot of the concerns with the vaccines, including some of this um, fainting and cardiac arrest. And I explained some of my theories as to what, how the vaccine might be causing it, maybe. Um, now, here's where I get to say I agree with everyone. Because some people on Twitter are saying the vaccine caused this and we really need to um, pause the vaccine and look and do this and have some studies about this. Some are saying, oh, my God, how dare you stand on a dead body or a critical body? who He was dead. He was cardiac arrest. How dare you use him to further your right wing propaganda, blah, 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 um, about the vaccines. Um, you know, it's a disgrace and it's it's uh, disrespectful to him. Just don't talk about that. Um, and I understand that. That's what I was saying last night, too. But now. What I wanted to say is, so these people are being attacked on Twitter um, and all over online. Both sides are attacking each other. And I think this is one of those cases where, in general, from what I've seen, both sides, those who say um, the vaccine could not have possibly caused it, those who say the vaccine caused it, for sure, I think both sides actually mean well in this case. So this is one of the times where I don't have to piss everyone off. I, I say, I can get to say, honestly, I, I pretty much agree with, with everyone um, as far as their at least their intentions being the right place. Um, the, the reason why I'm not 100% in on the vaccine causing it is, again, there was a clear trauma. It's not like he was um, just in the middle of the field on a play and no contact and he dropped. Then I would say that looks like a lot of those soccer players killing over and a lot of the others, basketball players, football players over the last year and a half. But it was clear contact. So so again, Occam's Razor says when there is clear contact and someone goes down, just presume the presumption should be until proven otherwise that the contact caused it. Um, in this case, it does look like it could be more to your Others have said the hit didn't look that hard. I know. Take it from personal experience in football. There have been hits. In fact, my biggest hit I ever took, it was from Dominic Easley, who was like a, the number one or two ranked the end in the nation that went uh, first round pick by the Patriots after he played his ball at Penn State, I believe. Um, so he he uh, hit me, like blindside hit me as hard as he could. I wasn't looking. I was catching a bubble screen. I was looking here and he hit me from the side. Full speed. This guy was like 260, ran a 4.75 or something. Freak of an athlete, picked in the first round, DM by the Pats. Um, and and on film, we were watching it. And I I went down. You know, he he hit me hard. Um, you know, as I was catching it, he hit me and the ball kind of popped out. It wasn't a fumble, it was incomplete. I promise it wasn't a fumble. I wouldn't fumble. And um, my back hit the ground so hard after he hit me, I slammed to the ground. My a vertebra, like L5 or something, bruised on my back and it was bruised and it hurt to sit for like months or years afterwards. So he hit me quite hard. But on film, it did not look that hard, actually, I don't think. So so on film, you know, things can look not that hard. And I've taken other hits 
Um, and I, I hit other guys when I was playing safety because I played safety in corner as well as receiver in high school. And I, I've hit guys where it wasn't that big of a hit, but on film, it looked massive. And a lot in the, uh, film session, the next day, my team was like, Oh, great head excellent. And I'm like, yeah, I laid that guy out, but I knew that like he slipped. So, so film, obviously, you know, coach Lovett always said film doesn't lie, video doesn't lie, but obviously angles do matter. So, so yeah, it didn't look that hard, but they're both like 250 pounds or something, 250 pounds. That contact certainly, I think, could be enough for most of your quarters. Apparently, it it doesn't have to be that that big of a uh, contact, that much velocity and and power to cause the cardiac arrest. Apparently, so so let's get that out of the way. Um, as a medic and a football player and a martial artist, I assure you, it doesn't have to look that hard to actually have a high amount of actual force impact of, as far as the energy, which is the uh, the mass times the velocity, so the weight of it multiplied by the speed of that hit so anyway the, the big thing i wanted to say in the podcast about the vaccines is the, both sides may have a point as far as it's pure commotio cordis which is that phenomenon where the rmt phenomenon happens from uh blunt impact to the chest during that refractory period of the upstroke of the t-wave um but the, can the vaccines have contributed maybe someone said maybe he had myocarditis Maybe he did. He got apparently three boosters, I heard, um, or three total vaccine or four shots. Um, and, and, you know, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. Again, I'm a skeptical of everything. I'm skeptical of everyone on every side all the time, always. I always have questions, always have since I was a baby. And now, is it now what increases the likelihood of a RRT phenomenon like commotio cordis or other kinds of RRT phenomenon? The big thing that everyone learns about in EMT school and medical school is anything that prolongs the QT segment. So going back to the screen share here real quick, in the, I hope you can see this arrow moving, the QT segment is from here, from the end of the complex, this whole big thing, to the end of the T wave. This is all called from Q to T, because that's T. What I should do is label it here. So anything that elongates this, seemingly would elongate everything including this so it would drag this out so imagine the t wave becoming i wish i could draw this somehow but i don't have a draw pencil in this app right now um it would elongate this and make it longer and then a higher chance of someone being hit on that upstroke of the t wave because if this so this is time the x-axis this is obviously the amplitude of the electricity if this were flatter, more like this, then there would be more time, obviously, for that to be in the vulnerable period. So think of this as the vulnerable period. If this were lying down more flat on an angle, um, well, I could probably turn it. If it were more on an angle, then there would be a higher chance of that, obviously. Um, so what kind of things can prolong a QT wave? Let's go to the life in the fast lane i believe yep a great cardiology website and here are some things that can prolong the qt segment here are some drugs and more drugs cardiac drugs antidepressants um yeah it's a lot of drugs i mean in ems in medicine a lot of people or at least me like joke about like oh on the side effects we see it could prolong the qt okay everything prolongs the qt so many things prolong the QT segment. So the question is, do the vaccines prolong the QT segment? I don't know. I'll be honest. I have no idea. 
should there be studies? Probably. Um, does someone know about it? I don't know. I don't know if there have been studies about it. I don't know if people know or don't know or care or don't care. But that could be the possibility. Maybe, in fact, the reason why there have been so many episodes of uh, an arrhythmia, which could cause syncope, fainting, or in a lot of episodes of sudden cardiac death, meaning uh, it's just layer V-fib, is because there are so many RRT phenomena. Maybe that's the issue. So, so many cases of RRT phenomenon, like hemotia cordis from a blunt trauma, because maybe the vaccines that two thirds of the world are getting, you know, one or two or three or four shots now. So it's a lot of massive population are getting the shots and maybe all of them or a lot of them are having pro-QT uh, prolongation and that's making them more vulnerable to an RNT phenomenon. Again, that's just a theory. Please don't uh, cancel me or uh, put me in prison, prison or get me uh, whipped by Fauci or something. So that, that's just a theory. Now, I can look at it, but I don't think there are any studies yet. Now, the problem is that you can't question this. And if you even question this, the federal government will get upset at you. So, you know, let's see here if there is um, any link, any association, vaccines. Let's type in COVID vaccines causing prolonged QT. I don't know if there have been any studies on it, but the problem is you can't question it. If you question it, the federal government will apparently um lash out at you what i've seen there was a report by a reporter who posted on twitter that the federal government has already set up outposts all around the university of cincinnati hospital i don't know why i can speculate that maybe um maybe they are there because people are questioning whether the vaccine's related to this and again that's not fair now what i would say is I think I mentioned earlier is a lot of the people who who I was initially a bit upset at even last night for saying like this is the vaccine. I'm like let's not make it political. But then I realized they actually they're they're not you know trying to make it political. They actually they actually care about this issue because they want to find out. They want to explore and research whether the vaccine is associated or causing these faintings and deaths and other issues. And if it is, that means that we should stop it or do something about it so that we have less people dying in the future. So they're trying to actually save lives. So they are, again, their heart's in the right place. So I don't blame people. And I do think that all discussion and debate is healthy, including those speculating that it could be um, vaccine related or associated. Again, if the, you know, multiple things can be true. It could have been commotion cordis. It could have been a hard hit. And it was, um, it could, and the vaccine could have prolonged QT, which, which does everyone, everyone in medicine would have to agree would, increases the risk the vulnerability the vulnerable vulnerable period is increased from that so um i just researched this i think for the first time sorry for not doing this before the show but it looks like there is something from uh 2021 i guess on uh pubmed and cbi national library of medicine nh.gov long qt interval and syncope which means fainting after a single dose of covid19 vaccination a case report i'll share the screen here and I'll try to link all of these links in the show notes for you guys. So uh, let's see if if it actually mentions it. Um, so so the QT the QTC is really just Q, QT corrected, which where they correct for the heart rate. Obviously, the depending on how fast the heart rate is, if the pulse is sixty or hundred, the QT segment should be 
uh, longer or shorter. So QTC, the correct ferry, which probably is a more accurate way to do it. Um, so yeah, 600 would be long. The, the QTC should be, I, I think, the neighborhood more of, of 400 or four to 500. But um, let's see what they say here. Lab tests revealed elevated troponin, a lack of evidence of viral infection. Further investigations revealed the vaccine-induced myocarditis arrhythmias linked to it. Within one week of magnesium treatment, the QT interval was completely corrected and the patient discharged with no typical syncope attacks. The case, this case, like the previous reported one, confirms that myocarditis is a complication of COVID-19 vaccine, but implies its clinical manifestations may be varied and even may happen after the single dose of vaccination. It's interesting they're talking about myocarditis and the long QT here. Um, well, let's start from the beginning. How about that? Yeah, yeah they don't... Um, we reported cases, 70-year-old man who presented to the hospital for some syncope three days after his COVID-19 vaccination from AstraZeneca. Initial ECG showed a long QTC. Okay, so that that's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And let's see what the other one says real quick. Prolonged QT predicts prognosis in COVID-19. Interesting. So again, if you have a long QT, you can have a worse goal of COVID-19. Again, makes sense. It's very common and it does make things worse in a lot of cases. Um, this was that same as before. So again, I don't know if there are any other studies on it um, from vaccines. Probably not. So, you know, there could be more research coming out. Hopefully there is. That would be great. Um, but I just wanted to mention all of those factors. I, I saw um, Brian Suderer. I'll give him a shout out, even though he's a billion times bigger than me. Um, he he put out a video last night really quickly, which is pretty impressive. He's he's a, a really, really good sports doctor who puts up good videos. I've seen a lot of his videos, and I'm sure he's getting a lot of um, views now, which he deserves. Um, he did a video last night, but I don't know if he mentioned all these things. He said, oh, it's Definitely not the vaccine. Don't you dare even mention that the vaccine could cause this. Um, again, I like him. He's a doctor. I'm sure he knows more about medicine than I do. Um, he's probably an athlete too. You know, he probably played sports too. But I think because he's he's probably more um, in line with and supportive of the government and the the health system and the elites, um, because they said never question the vaccine. He's probably. Uh, more on board with that side of saying the vaccine was tested for safety by Pfizer and I trust Pfizer and I trust the FDA and Fauci and therefore the vaccine can have no risks. So I, I think he probably could have mentioned in the video that, you know, is it possible that the vaccine prolongs the QT? It's possible. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it does. I'm not saying I've done, um, you know, massive studies or anything on the vaccine and the QT segment of people in their 12 week before and after the vaccine, that would be hard to do. Um, it would be retrospective and forward-looking study. It could be done, but um, I'm not saying I've done it. All I'm saying is it, it is theoretically possible. And and in that video, I think my only complaint that I remember from watching this video last night is that he did not mention that that was a possibility. So, I mean, we, we can uh, even get to his video here. I don't know if there are copyright issues, but whatever. Um, I'll try to share the screen and get that going for you here. As DeMar Hamlin went down with what appeared to be cardiac arrest after taking this hit on the field. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Dr. Brian Suter. And on this channel, I try to teach you about the sports medicine world and give you some insight into what we see on the field. What we saw happen tonight is not related to any sort of vaccines. This is almost certainly something called commotio cordis. Again, right there, I'm not sure why he had to say this is not related to any kind of vaccine. 
Um, again, I understand if you would have said this looks like primary typical commotio cordis or classical commotio cordis, uh, but he didn't have to throw in that jab right there and saying, uh, screw you, vaccine conspiracy theorists, because that's kind of what I hear when he says that. Um, again, it's just not really necessary because it could be. And then he would sound kind of foolish if it comes out tomorrow that he got three vaccines. I heard a rumor that his most recent booster was quite recent, like nine days ago. And maybe his 12 lead EKG after that booster, because they do get 12 leads probably pretty often um, in the NFL because of LBH, which I'll do another video on LBH probably in athletes, especially. And again, it's linked to all this stuff and, and possibly one of the one of the associations with these people having sudden cardiac death with LBH and add the vaccine. And now you got a, a perfect storm. So maybe it comes out tomorrow that he had a, a pretty long QTC three days after the vaccines and that puts him at risk and doctor cleared him because a long QTC shouldn't prevent people from playing sports. It's not that big of a deal. Again, a lot of people, a guy I used to grapple with, he was a wrestler as well. He had a long QT um, and he was mentioned that he said it was so bad. He couldn't like uh, eat certain foods. Even I think his doctor said and certain meds, well, his doctors told him to avoid. Um, so it's like that thing right in the beginning of the video that I was talking about that like, that that's I think my one big issue. Other than that, this guy's like pretty even keeled, balanced, um, really, really good doctor, explains things really well. So I've watched a ton of his videos now. I like him a lot. Um, so that, that's the one thing I really wanted to mention. I think the, the important thing is like the vaccines could have caused this, and the the prolonged QT is one way it could have caused it. Again, I'm not, I don't need to get into the myocarditis and whether it caused myocarditis or myocarditis makes you more likely of commotion cortis. Again, I don't know. Um, I think the reason I think I'm the best clinician in the world is I admit when I don't know things. Um, I, I have not looked at any studies that associate with or or that research the link of commotio cordis and myocarditis. Commotio cordis, um, I would think it, it is, you know, common sense would say that it is associated with a prolonged QT because, like I said, that vulnerable period is longer, meaning there's a longer time when you're vulnerable. Um, so if you're um, walking around unarmed, um, or walking around in a lion's cage for longer, the longer you're walking around in that lion's cage, the higher the chance that you could be, you know, eaten by the lion. So that's just the, the vulnerability thing. So, um, but there are a lot of studies that I have not seen yet that are still um, pretty necessary that I think we should, we should, you know, wait for. Um, like I said, I, I hope he's okay. As I was pretty horrified last night, it shook me to be honest. Um, I've seen cardiac arrest and worked on them, but never in that context. I wasn't expecting it in a football game. I was expecting, you know, the, the game to go on and a good, tough game to phenomenal teams and, and a good competitive game and, and safe. Um, when I heard they're doing CPR, I freaked out. And again, as a person, football player, as a safety, I played safety too. I would definitely feel for him that he's 24. Apparently he just started a toy drive. He was trying to raise a few thousand bucks um, before this happened. And obviously his toy drive is flooded with millions right after this happened last night. So they've raised a few millions since last night, which is great. He was raising money for his kids in his hometown, I think by Pittsburgh. Um, so, you know, hope he's okay. And, and I hate that, you know, we have to speculate and everything. And again, I, to be honest, I'm guilty of this too, because I was looking for the video. I want to see the video of whether they were really doing CPR or whether the announcers as late people didn't know whether we were really talking about or looking for. Um, so I was, I was looking for videos and looking for updates on her status. Cause I, I wanted to know how he was doing. Um, but I understand the privacy issue as well, but I'm guilty of also infringing on the privacy. Um, but whatever it is, what it is where it's going to get out. There are going to be leaks. Um, hopefully the doctors tell the family what's going on first, but leaks will happen. It's inevitable. So I'll try to keep people posted. Um, 
I won't make more podcasts or articles every time there's an update probably, but I will try to post on Twitter or something. I'll, I'll just retweet the tweets that are going out from the reporters. There are a few reporters in the Cincinnati area who are doing this, um, who's taken to the University of Cincinnati Hospital, I believe, and they say it's a great hospital. I'm sure it is. So hopefully they'll take good care of him. Um, again, it's all about right now how much brain damage there was. He was down for a minute or five or 10 minutes. If he was down for a few seconds or a minute before CPR started, his brain could be preserved and there could be no brain damage because the blood flow didn't stop that long. If blood flow to your brain stops for a minute, two, three, four, five minutes, that's when there could really be brain damage, which is generally pretty permanent. Um, it's really hard to recover, pretty much impossible to recover from brain damage from anoxia, a lack of oxygen to the brain. So um, hopefully he, he's okay. I would, I would you know, love to see him back and okay playing <laughs> football in a year. That would be nice, but um, that, that's the most important thing that he's okay. But the big reason I wanted to do a video now is just to make people aware that everyone, pretty much everyone, just wants what's best for Hamlin and wants what's best for everyone. And the reason why they're talking about commercial cordis and vaccines and everything else and player safety is because they care and they want to prevent this, which is a person dying, going into cardiac arrest, on the field, in NFL, 24-year-old who's someone's son and someone's like brother and cousin and teammate. Um, and we all saw the teammates crying right there because the you know they realized that their teammate just dropped dead. Um, all these people, myself included, just want to see this happen like never again in the in the future. That's why we're asking questions, not to be a-holes or get in our political shots or anything like that. Um, I know that's related and, and you can't separate those two, right? They're, everything's related. But um, I love scoring political points too. And I love dunking on leftists and all that stuff. But But the primary thing, at least for me, is when I look at this, you know, I have my political hat, my medical hat here. I kind of have a medical hat on where, and my, you know, public safety hat where I want to see, you know, I want to have this prevented in the future. It's all about like prevention of something like this. If they can develop something, some, uh, a better screening or a thicker chest pad or something. I know in lacrosse, there were some issues with commotion cordis from the hard ball being thrown really fast into the goalie. And they made the pad so thick that it like, can't happen anymore. If you look at catchers and umpires in baseball, those pads are so thick like you see them get hit from the pitch hitting the catcher of the umpire because uh, the umpire stands. So his chest is right here and a pitch or a tiny foul tip where the bat touches it and it goes right into him at like 100 miles per hour or 90 um, and they're pretty much fine. Uh, maybe a tiny bit winded, but that pad takes out pretty much all the energy from it. So again, could is that feasible with football pads, which they have to be more agile, whereas umpires don't lose much? I don't know. Again, but these are all conversations that we can't have. Um, I'd, le I'd love to see football remain a violent game. I played offensive defense. I think it should be a violent game. That's what makes it great. Um, but also there could be, you know, safe violence. Uh, there could be a way to have violence without massive head trauma too much and without, without commotion cordis causing death, obviously. Um, I think the final point is like, everyone knows the risks. Um, it's very sad. It's tragic and horrifying. It's, it's gut-wrenching and it's horrible. Um, it, and it's, I feel for every player on the field because they are humans. Um, I, met uh, professional players who actually played for the Bengals um, and, and they're humans. They're all very much human. They all, you know, have the good and bad days and they're human and, they're, and they have all the emotions we have. And um, they're all going to be like scarred big time from this. Uh, like I can't imagine what T Higgins is feeling now and um, Josh Allen, like, you know, I, I can't imagine that. Um, but, but everyone, everyone knows the, the risks of getting on an NFL field or getting into boxing or anything. Like you can die. It's small. It's one in a million, but boxers have died. Uh, being hit in the head too hard in the ring with a bad, just bad angle, bad luck. Football players could die. Um, any of these contact sports, collision, violent sports, you can't die. Um, so like those are so 
they understand that. Um, we're not, we shouldn't shut down the NFL. We shouldn't shut down the world. Um, there are risks and going out every day in life, there are risks. Um, but yeah, this is tragic. It's, it is horrible. Um, and hope he pulls through it. He's okay. So I'll try to get you guys updated. Thank you very much. And we'll be on LibertyBlock.com. Thanks and have a great day.